<clears throat> I am calling an audible, Alice Shattuck. Okay. All right. Guess what has arrived in our house? The brand is called Hang Nin Go. The Hang Nin Go sponge holder for kitchen sink, stainless steel sponge holder, stainless uh, sponge holder over faucet kitchen sink. I feel like I'm reading the meta tags. Caddy organizer, stainless steel faucet sponge holder for kitchen bathroom is here. It has been installed. I, I assembled it, by the way. Mm-hmm. And installed it, and now that sponge holder is in the kitchen doing its job. I was inspired to get this because I fell, um, I was impressed with like one of the ads on that was on my Twitter timeline. I get like appliancey things now since I've been doing stuff with the lawn, and they had these things for 14 bucks. But I, I and I said, Of course, we need we do the dishes, we can't have the, the sponges and the, and the brushes at the bottom of the Gross sink getting all the gross stuff, me. yeah. So they need to lurk above, looking down like a mm-hmm. bird of prey would upon it. I like that they're out in the air, yes, drying out. That's totally good. agree. So I feel great about this. The pr- price was online for the like it was like uh, you know, Plemco's sponge holder was fourteen bucks. I put that the, being said, I put the thing hold on into uh, Amazon Prime and found one for seven ninety and nine. That being said, um. I'd be okay with replacing the doing the dishes sponge every day because I think it's gross anyway. Well, it's gross, but it's a preliminary step. I mean, it's still going into... Yeah, but I don't like it. Well, I wash the dishes with gloves anyway, which I know you think is like extra of me or something, but nothing nothing disgusts me more than that musty sponge smell from doing dishes. It is horrific. But else, else, why are you smelling that? You got to stay away from that. Well, I don't want to touch anything that smells like that with my hands. Well, just you you must know, just know that, that... that, just get a free sponge. They're like two bucks for a pack of like six. That's no, like I understand. It's worth those sponges. Just... The sponges, but why are you sniffing stuff? <laughs> you not also, sniffing you stuff. Invented, I can smell things you without sniffing. You invented sniffing my bottle of spring water. So, and then, it, like, you invented that. You told me, smell it. I don't like it. I don't like old waters that have been out. No. Because it you... don't smell good. And, like, you brought that into my life, and you, you're right about it. But before, I was blissfully <laughs> unaware that anything like that could happen. No, it's... um. It's disgusting. And I wash the water bottles more than anybody else in the house. No, you don't know. I'm you... not talking about like, like... No, no, no. I know water bottle, But I wash the water bottles, right. which you guys, I feel like you and the children, who you're one of, would never do. And I am against reusing plastic water bottles, which you do all the time. Yeah, you do it all the time. First of all, they're not designed to be multi-use. They leach plastic into your water, which is gross. Good. Second of all... Well, second of all, I have to pick up children's plastic bottle trash all around the house, which aggravates me. And this is the life you chose, Alice. And then... I didn't even want to have kids. I mean, you get 11 now. You leave plastic bottle trash and other bottles that we won't get into around I don't the house tr- as well. I don't consider it trash. I do. So anyway, and then you have like five half full um, Poland Spring bottles or Mm-hmm. whatever around the house all day long like they they just they're gross and if you're reusing them and you're putting your mouth all on it all the time and then leaving your mouth bacteria in a wet environment to grow you end up with a bunch of water bottles that smell like feces sitting Jesus, in the Alice. house it's the worst thing in the world every time and i want you to know this every time i encounter one of your half full water bottles i throw it away 
Well, that's terrible because I, <laughs> I know it's, it's great. a waste of money. I'm helping you. It's a waste of money. I'm helping no. you. I'm making your life better. Yes, I agree. I agree. Bottled water is a waste of money. No, yes. it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's, it's a waste it's, it's, of it's money. It's the right size. It's convenient. It's wonderful. I don't want to. It comes reuse, out of our sink, you know. I don't want to use the the crap uh, the, the these water bottles that have gotten grody. And none of them are, are, act like a plastic water bottle. And also, I wash the plastic no, water bottle. I don't trust you, and I don't trust those. I wash those dirty things ones. more yeah. deeply than anybody else in the house. No, does, I, I don't trust you. I don't trust your ability mm. to wash it um, thoroughly. I don't. Or just drink I water don't. out of a cup, like a person. I walk, Alice. I take walks during the day. I need a water. I need to be armed with a water. Hmm. I'm sorry. I, you can't be trusted. <laughs> the, the, the look, uh, the the state that our bathroom sink is up here tells me that you should not be the, the main washer in the house. You shouldn't. Sorry. So if you have a cleaning service out there and a the water distillery, please come and talk to us. We need uh, help uh, immediately. Which brings us to Poland Springs. Mm-hmm. We uh, are in water bottled water, which I'm surprised that you would... Would I hate denigrate. buying large pallets of bottled water. I think it's so stupid and wasteful. Alice, okay. Where is the Poland Spring size water bottle that's convenient? Like that size. I don't want a big thing, a honking thing that I can't see into. I need something that size. They don't exist. I've looked for them. They're done out there. I need that size. Is what I need. I used to like my Nalgene in high school. What is a Nalgene? It was like a hard plastic, like a solid tube. It doesn't like get smaller at the top, and it had a screw top. Okay, you know I you could know use those? a Nalgene if they had those as well, but you could use any kind of water bottle. I mean, I used to really like. I I do like a squeezable plastic water bottle though. That's my favorite. Is like a. Like the Gatorade brand ones that they have at sporting events, right? Like those type of ones with the squeeze top that pops up and down. Like that's, I think that's the best type of water bottle to drink water from. The squeeze top, huh? I mean like the, do you you know what I mean. They're like a squeezable water bottle in that traditional water bottle shape where it has the little indent in the middle and then the top like can pop up and down. That type of water bottle. That's the best kind. It still is. Like the kind that, that you can get, f- that people have as what's like a, What's a brand name of one? I don't think it has a brand name. You just buy it, like the National Grid brand one that we had, or yeah, like no, no, the ones that you get I everywhere. I understand, and that's a, a But nobody bit like makes those as a water bottle that you buy. Okay. I've tried. I want one that I can see into. Well, I don't know about ones that you see. Then you want a plastic one, like a Nalgene one. We'll look into it. Maybe, maybe, or they make the water bottles that have like a meter on the side that tells you how much you've drunk of water for the day. Ooh, I like that. It says like you can do it on the side or whatever. A lot of those are see through. I like that. I'll look into that. But that brings us to Poland Spring Water in Poland Spring, Maine, which is now Poland, Maine, for reasons we won't get into. But we just got back from a night in Poland at the Poland Springs Resort. Who knew, right? And it was an incredible day, and we found out so much about the place. I had stayed there once last year because it was one of these last-minute deals, and I was worried my son was in camp, and so I ran over there, and I got up to a discount room, 
But this resort is right out of 1930. It is, it is like country, uh, rural luxury, and the it's just, it's just great. It's just a blast from the past. It looks like something in the Catskills, from the Catskills, mm-hmm. and um, and I just loved it. Then we found out t- today that there's a museum attached to it. We went to the museum, and Alice, it was uh, you were totally taken by it. Yeah, I loved it. Um, I love like weird history stuff too. Um, and I loved that. I learned all about Togo the sled dog. I loved the all the bottling plant history and everything. And you can see the actual spring that comes out of the ground where Poland's. I don't know how much of the water actually comes from there anymore now that they're owned by Nestle. But um, <clears throat> really, just a fascinating place with a fascinating story. Hi, I'm Ricker. The um was the owner of this company and right it was which so- was by the way a resort first the water came second it right. was a poland spring resort with its uh, it grass tennis courts and the golf course first resort golf course mm-hmm. in the united states um beautiful opulent lodgings and it was just a, a beautiful destination they built the golf course because the king of england was coming over and he wanted like to stay places where he could golf so they built the golf course this place—it's just incredible to think this. This is a, a, a gorgeous place, and it, it's unlike—it's unlike anywhere. Yeah, it was very cool, and um, yeah, like you were saying, the resort came first, and then it was like they found, had this spring, so they started to use the water at the resort, and then people wanted to take it home, so they started bottling it, and it was like kind of gimmicky because. I mean, I guess, so what the docent was telling us at the place um, was that, so basically, like, people didn't really used to drink water, which makes sense. Like, we knew that about, we've done a fair amount of reading about how everyone used to just, like, drink beer all day, essentially, and how much beer they would drink, and that contrary to some people's opinions that it was, you know, weak beer, and that's why everybody drank it all day. Actually, it was just like normal strength beer that people would have um you know but that being said it also wasn't safe to drink the water a lot of the time in uh prior to modern times uh, right of because course. like you would have cholera outbreaks mm-hmm. and yellow fever there was so much whatever, waterborne disease and so like a lot of places people wouldn't drink water but anyway so this water was you know fresh in a spring that came up out of the ground and it was sold essentially as a sort of cure. Like, you know, one of these 19th century snake oil things. Right. They're, they had all the old little signs that say stuff like, cures dyspepsia and liver complaint mm-hmm. and gravel, which we don't even know yeah. what it means to cure your gravel. But it, what did it say? It dries out all the humors in your body that yeah. screw you it up. Was great. I love that. I love I love weird 19th century quack medicine, um, some of which might be as good as medicine that we have now. It's just fine. And just the idea but, that, that it was a byproduct of of the resort using it. Mm-hmm. The resort used the yeah. water, and people started asking for the water, so they said, okay, let's bottle the water and send it around. Yeah, so it was sold as you know, sort of a medicinal purpose to drink this outdoor mineral water that had all these good natural minerals in it. And I think there's kind of something to that. Like, I know people even now won't a lot of times drink super filtered water because the idea is that because of 
um, the way diffusion works that you that it strips your body of minerals because if there's like a higher concentration of minerals like in your body than in the water that you're drinking that it's they're going to get washed out by drinking like really filtered water like reverse osmosis water and stuff Mm. um a lot like i know people like won't drink that and they say it's terrible for you that it strips your body of stuff that you want water with like a high concentration of stuff in it (laughs) <laughs> like all these these minerals and things because then it deposits it in your body instead of the other way around how interesting yeah so i mean i i do think there's something to drinking mineral water kind of but um anyway like i say i don't know how much that has to do with like modern day poland spring water but um it was really just kind of a a fascinating place and a fascinating look and they have all these old showers because they used to have Mm -hmm. the workers all shower in marble showers before they would work so they'd be like super clean before bottling the water and you could as a part of one of the tourist attractions of the resort was you could go look in through a window at them in their super clean bottling (laughs) plant bottling the the fancy Mm -hmm. Poland spring water into green bottles and I don't know. I and there was like a huge copper tank that they used to yeah. pump all the water into to heat the water for the workers to shower and stuff. It, I don't know. I thought it was so cool. It so, was really cool. And totally unexpected. We just kind of poked down there, mm-hmm. and um, I love that place. And I love that we organically found it. I know to a lot of people it's probably famous. Who was it? The our our um our friend who who listens who was married in that chapel. Uh, Tony from Maine Tony was from Maine. married in the chapel there, which is also a lovely chapel. Um, it has a bunch of that stained glass that just kind of glows, which is like one of my favorite. Things. Yeah, and that's on. Uh, you tweeted some of that stuff up. Did yeah, you put, I tweeted I'll have, that I'll put on that my up Twitter. Now you can eat pot as well. Yeah, and the hotel is just it's 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 just great. It just feels like. The it, rooms it, have actual keys, which is so cool. Actual keys. You they know, have a library it, in there. Part of it is a little rustically beat up, and you know, some of the stuff was done in the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. You know, um, but it's uh, it, it's that's rural poshness. Right? Yeah, yeah so you, I like old stuff. Oh, so do I. I think and the cool. bar was great, and the bartender was great, and um, and 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 she was just wonderful, and you know, she stays. Open as long as people are still there. That's her their rule. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got it down now. When our kids were checking in, she grabbed our kids and started playing Sorry with them, the board game, mm-hmm. and um, and it was just it, which is wonderful, just wonderful. Um, and uh, oh, you know that does remind me actually the food items that we did order pizza from Papa John's, where my brother and I used to order from Papa John's when we were living together in the trailer in tennessee slash kentucky mm-hmm. there was one around then and what this the what the product we got last night is a far cry so either papa john's has just gone way down it was just it was really back then really good pizza this is 30 years ago mm-hmm. and the the garlic parmesan sauce garlic butter sauce would come in little things and what w- tasted delicious so what we got last night was it seems like it, the, it was prefab pizza and all the sauces were like um ectoplasma of different color it just was not the same thing hmm. i'm wondering if some of these more rural fast food places or like pizza places are more prefab hmm. that the ones like in the one in like the ones in nashville might be more pizzeria whereas maybe this is like a papa john's like 
outlet in a gas station somewhere because this is it's very different up there in that hmm. part of Maine. But you didn't have that. But 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 still, yeah, I can't eat things like that late night. They hurt. Me yeah, when still, I'm pregnant. it's, it's so yeah. too difficult. But um, yeah, no, the pizza it smelled good anyway. A nice breakfast buffet, lots of yummy things at the breakfast buffet, including yep. sausage gravy, which you never see at a breakfast buffet. Never at least in it. New England, it's never see unusual. It. There was a controversy, obviously, over the breakfast buffet. <laughs> Alice Attic tries to throw me under the bus again. Oh, oh, tragic! Today's been a day of loss. <laughs> I did not try and throw you under the bus. Mistakenly, a couple of the beer steins got into my um, luggage. Um, and my son tried to be helpful and pull the luggage out of the car and it came toppling and they smashed to, today, which is just a, a shame. I know. Cause you were going to return them. I no, I, I was, well, <laughs> I was going to borrow them and return them. I, I, I have a decade policy that if <laughs> the place manages to stay open a decade later, I'll bring it back. Mm -hmm. So far, none have. <laughs> or they just get broken. I do have to say one time I was with my grandparents at a restaurant and she, my grandmother, pulled a plate out of her purse and put it on the table that she was returning that she had taken. Oh, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. So, and I was shocked as a child. That was before I knew you. With you, I'd only be shocked that you were returning it. Yeah. Well, remember that great take when uh, Boston Beer Company was there? That's like our best dish. Is the square dish with the um, British Beer the, Company? British. Yeah, with the Union Jack. That's a that's a great one. That's a big plate, though. That's you're all in on that one. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance if you if they pinch you for that one that you're in the police log. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I am a petty thief. But it just but I feel like you know what, Boston Beer Company, invest British I invest, British beer. Yeah, beer company. Boston, Boston Beer Company, beer company I am is different. Don't slander them. Um, or stockholder anyway. Um, anyway. So, um, yes, that's the deal that you make. I mean, I promise to be loyal customer to them, and I get a memento. <laughs> yeah, and Some people a, just go places without taking good, mementos. If it's a good one, and but for British Beer Company, of course, I got the memento, and then they went out of business. Mm. Sometimes that happens. But, you know, I'm <laughs> the one putting up all the risk. <laughs> maybe, though, maybe... The expense of replacing dishware was too much for them. <laughs> no, no, no. The key is only I can do it. <laughs> it's a one-off. Hmm. All right. So speaking of uh, food poisoning, New Yorkers sickened by food parasite. Uh-huh. This is big stuff, Alice. Is it? New Yorkers sickened by food parasite as scientists search for a source. It's more uh, alliteration if we can. Between 21 and 30 people in New York State have been infected with a food parasite since April, according to the CDC. The outbreak in New York is part of a broader trend of infections with a single-celled parasite called Cyclospora. That sounds great. That recently sickened more than 200 people across 200 states. 30 people have reportedly been hospitalized with Cyclosporiasis. The illness, that's how I'm going to go. The illness that <laughs> results from infection by the parasite since the outbreak began. Scientists are still searching for the source of the outbreak. Cyclospora usually spread through food that has been contaminated with feces, most commonly fresh produce. Ugh. So I guess wash your produce then? I, I mean, do we I ever? don't like wash any produce. Although some stuff I buy that's Well, like with our new sponges. Clean. I don't know. When people buy like the Trader Joe's like vegetable wash and do that. 
I don't want to. I want somebody else to wash them. I'm, you want to buy them already washed? Yeah, I think I want, some stuff is already washed. Like we buy oh, romaine like washed. in the bag, and yeah, that's, that's already washed. That's definitely washed. Some stuff is a little dirty. Like I can't even though the pre-washed radishes are a little dirty. I'm like, come on, man, just somebody else do this. I don't want to scrub my vegetables. That's weird. That's why you've got to get <laughs> vegetables that are in a in a plastic in a, bag or in a casing, like an avocado. I bought some avocados tonight. Mm, yeah, that's true. I'm not buying avocados, by the way, Alice. With varying degrees of firmness. Okay, so you can eat them over time. Exactly, Smart. because mm-hmm. we've had a situation here where they've all, in concert, suddenly been ripe the same day, and that it's too much. They're like hard, they're hard, they're hard, yep. and then all of a sudden we have to eat ten avocados, and it's like too much. We're only human. We're only human. So that is the thing happening with the food poisoning. Let's see what else. Um, what are the notes that we had? Well. There's a few things that I want to get to here. Okay. Um, one is, speaking of vegetables that are always dirty, you um, uttered the important statement the other day and asked me to write it down so you would remember to talk about it on the food show, that mushrooms are one vegetable that transcends vegetableness. Yes, absolutely. Mushrooms are unique in that they can mimic meat, and they're almost as good as meat. And it tastes yeah. like a meat, something, some kind of fishy, meaty thing. And they can be manipulated wonderfully. I famously, in uh, 2015, you know, the stuffed mushrooms that you can get, I famously made a casserole that's just the stuffing in the mushrooms without the rest of the mm-hmm. mushrooms. Because the stuffing is made of the mushroom stems. That you yeah, care. I'll do portobello steaks. I've done those and those you've enjoyed those. I'll do a portobello mushroom sandwich, too. Like, I'll marinate it in, usually I'll do kind of like an Asian-ish marinade, like mm-hmm. a soy sauce and ginger and vinegar kind of deal, and marinate it, bake it, and that, I mean, and you can do it, like, I've done it as a sandwich with, like, guacamole and stuff Ooh. in there, um, and that's pretty good. Yeah, and I've done it, you know, ground up. Uh, in like a pasta sauce like you said like a bolognese because i mean i so i'm orthodox so a lot of the year the orthodox like fast from meat so i you know i do sometimes eat without meat in my diet Mm -hmm. and but i don't i don't do all the like processed like fake meats generally like i don't even do like margarine they they don't do dairy either i don't do like margarine for butter margarine my grandmother used to eat it, but they couldn't eat. They were telling the world in the seventies and eighties. It's vegetable from... oil. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like canola oil or whatever. Oh, it's gross. Goodness. It's bad. Oh, that is it's crazy. It's bad. Yeah, no. It's it, they used to tell you margarine was better for you than oh, yeah. butter, but it's actually the reverse. But I don't, I don't eat like margarine and like fake dairy and fake meat and stuff. I just I don't do it. Um, it creeps me out. And but but I will do like mushrooms as a meat substitute in stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's good and fine. So let's add. The mushrooms the... always dirty. Do you wash mushrooms when you use it's them? Supposed to. They're supposed to. They're washed, but they literally have dirt, dirt yes, on that, like the earth. Yes, they're gr- I, that freaks me out a little bit. But uh. I do work my way around it. I do wash them though, generally. Uh. Um, um. So another food that mimics meat very well. Well, I was that oh, was sorry. I was teeing up your transition to your fake chicken. I know, but you said you wanted to talk about the fa- the meat. Because we, uh, no- I said I don't eat fake things. I know, but the note was 
The oh, note yeah. was about fate. Yeah, but we finished that. Then. No, we didn't. I wasn't finished. Okay. <laughs> because we just did mushrooms. Well, there's another one. Uh, avocados? No. I'm not asking you to guess, but you may. <laughs> What's the other vegetable that transcends vegetableness? Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know what Give it is. You can... Italians. Italians cook it. Tomatoes? No. God, Alice. Tomatoes are good. Eggplant. Oh, that's true. I do like eggplant, too. Eggplant parmesan is just a, a, a miracle of science, and it's a wonderful <laughs> thing. And eggplant is... Because it's such a weird, dumb vegetable when it's just standing there. But once made into an eggplant parmesan, my goodness, that's the best stuff on earth. Mm. Best stuff on earth. Uh, feel free to transition. I already set up the transition. Now we're, like, back to square one. Anyway, I don't eat fake meat. <laughs> What you know? What's funny you say that because they're just they're just now coming out with fake chicken. Alice, did you not? This is uncanny. <laughs> the AP reviewed this. Uh, is it chicken? Here's the first bite of cell cultivated meat tastes. Uh, when I told friends and family I was reporting on the first chicken meat grown from animal cells, their first comment was, ooh. Their second comment was, how does it taste? Short answer is, you've probably heard this sentence before in other contexts, tastes like chicken. Ha ha. Oof. The longer answer, which folds into the ooh response, is more nuanced. Yes, it's strange to think of eating a totally new kind of meat, chicken that doesn't come from a chicken, meat that will be sold as Sell cultivated chicken after the U.S. Agriculture Department on Wednesday gave the green light. But it's also interesting and exciting. Here comes the propaganda. Mm -hmm. To taste test the first offerings of a new era in meat production, which aims to eliminate harm to billions of animals slaughtered for food and to dramatically reduce the environmental effects of grazing, growing feed for those animals, and dealing with their animal waste. Um, I did think it was interesting because a little further down in the article, the writer says, I'm a lifelong meat eater. I'm also a victim of the meat paradox. Oh, my goodness. Now, you also, by the way, are a victim of the meat paradox, a term scientists use to describe the psychological conflict that occurs in people who like to eat meat but don't like to contemplate the animals that died providing it. Oh, my goodness. My you don't also don't like... Because I have literally killed a chicken in our yard in front of our kids... And cooked it to eat it and fed it to our family. And you refuse to know anything about it because you yeah. are a victim of the meat paradox. You would rather have chicken be cooked up in a lab so that you're not victimized by the meat paradox. I don't want to be... I, yes, I, the meat paradox is a deal breaker for me. I don't want to... know. I don't want to, you know live the authentic life of the uh, baby cow that's in veal parmesan. I don't want to know anything. That there are people out there who who are made to know, who are made to be there in the trenches there in slaughterhouses <laughs> and doing ungodly things. Well, I don't... I actually... User. I mean, I actually do think that we tend to be too removed from the horrors of our food production industries, which tend to be, like, pretty bad, Right. You know, I don't think that, uh, you know, mass meat production is probably a good thing for the environment or animals or any of that. 
but I do think it's like not unethical to raise your own meat and kill it. Like sure. even Mark Zuckerberg does that. Sure, like, I, I have no problem. He like I do kills think his own be, goats or whatever. There will be them. changes. I think that that some meat com- consumption will change. A little different than what these people are doing. Um, but what about our, what about the artificial artificiality of it all? She writes, it didn't bother me that this new cultivated meat is made from cells that grow to epic proportions in big steel vats. Only to be shaped and formed, extruded is the somewhat unfortunate verb that came to mind, into familiar cutlets, fillets, and nuggets that would look right at home on the dinner table. But as as with all food, in the end it would come down to taste. In this case, the larger chicken question is, is the new material in fact chicken or is it an imposter? And is it? Well, it is an imposter. So it's, and is it not the- made of chicken? They're taking chicken cells and they're growing new chicken cells from it. Okay. So it's technically like real chicken cells, but they didn't anymore come from an actual chicken because it's just the grown cells. So it does raise an interesting question because, you know, they are technically like, chicken cells so you know in that sense if you're like a vegan where you're think, i mean vegan is an ethical position about the treatment of animals so if no animals were harmed in the making of your chicken sandwich then that's vegan right so but but it is like chicken essentially but yeah i'm creeped by it i don't like it i don't think it's a positive thing um but i've seen something similar like with milk where they have milk that's like made um you know out of milk protein it's made in a lab right i forget the brand of it what it's called but it's it's thrown a bunch of food allergy people for a loop because lots of kids are allergic to dairy and i'm in like a bunch of online groups for parent food allergy parents and there's so much confusion about it because a lot of parents treat a vegan food label as meaning it's okay if you have dairy and egg allergies right Mm -hmm. because if it says vegan then it doesn't have dairy or eggs but vegan is about how you treated animals right so if you grow fake milk in a lab then you can call it vegan because it didn't come from a real life cow. But it's cow. But it's the exact same proteins that your kid is allergic to if you're a parent of a kid who's allergic to that milk protein. So they've had to talk about the labeling and a bunch of food allergy parents are like, how can they call this vegan? But like the vegan label was never intended for the food allergy people. They just use it like that. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, But it's an interesting quandary. It's also like... A lot of um, food allergy people use like kosher labeling to try and figure out like, but that's also has its own meanings too in terms of like whether shared equipment was used and stuff too, right? Like it's not the, the kosher yeah. labeling rules are not the same as what a food allergy person would consider necessarily because they were never like designed and meant to be that. But yeah, it is, it is like an interesting kind of ethical thing. But yeah, I would rather eat the chicken from our yard than the chicken from the lab. Okay. And my take is that I'm bothered by the fact that they're making it mimic the appearance of chicken. There's something weird about that to me. So they're yeah. cloning, they're, so they're putting it into chickeny shapes. Right. But, well, they want to fool you. Yeah, I guess so. But I, it's creepy. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's uncomfortable. And that's why, like, when I say, like, I don't eat the fake stuff, like, I would rather eat a mushroom in a sandwich than than have, like, a fake burger that's pretending to be a burger. You know what I mean? Yes, although, you know, there are some uh, veggie burgers that are really good. And in that sense, they're pretending to be a patty only in the sense... Well, they, they of do shape. Paint, they paint them brown, I guess. Of shape because it fits into the burger experience. Mm-hmm. But that's an interesting question. We should do that next time. Talk a little bit more about imposter foods and it, whether or not we should be doing that weird mind game or seeing if maybe there's a um, a third way here mm-hmm. so that we can have stuff that... Um, stuff that... Um, is its own thing. New Frontier, Alice, right? New Frontier. Well, I hate nostalgia Cause I can't climb up that hill Without thinking your name I hate nostalgia Still think about you It's been so long I'm so lame I hate nostalgia Hope you hate it too Hope you wonder What am I doing and I'm pursuing, I hope you think I lead a really exotic life the way I think about you. You probably have a wife of your job and you go to church on Sundays and barbecue on weekends out in your backyard. And sometimes think about me. I mean, after all, how much ice cream did we eat on those summer nights? 